this is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Hey, everybody. How you doing today? Just getting started here with our podcast. Uh, a couple things before we get started for those that are just tuning in. Uh, our podcast is a lot about the Karate Kid movies and the Cobra Kai TV show. Um... And it's uh, specifically about um, the martial art teachings of Mr. Miyagi and um, Daniel LaRusso in the Cobra Kai series. Um, But also, too, one of the things I was thinking about today on my way over, um, it's not just Mr. Miyagi and uh, Daniel LaRusso, but also, too, the teachings of Johnny Lawrence in the Cobra Kai as well. He had some great ideas that we're going to explore uh, a little bit later in the um, in the series here, in the season. Um, but what we're talking about today, um, the background, so to speak, is that um, in order to fully learn Miyagi-Do or Cobra Kai Karate, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. And that's some of the things that we go over in this uh, podcast. Um, The specific example today is in the Karate Kid 3. Um, One of the uh, uh, things that happened in that movie is that uh, Daniel was uh, concerned about Mr. Miyagi and his uh, bonsai tree uh, business. And um, in turn, uh, him and Jessica go to get the... um, the, the true original bonsai that Mr. Miyagi has uh, hidden in the devil's cauldron. And when they get it, the bad guys kind of uh, force Daniel's hand to sign into the tournament and also break the bonsai tree as a result. So Daniel is uh, super scared that he just uh, wrecked Mr. Miyagi's uh, bonsai tree and rushes it back to the uh, shop. And Mr. Miyagi tells him, uh, Daniel asked him, you know, will the tree survive? Will it, will it survive? And Mr. Maggie's response was, if it has a strong root, then the tree will survive. You know, um, and this is one of the, uh, the concepts that we're going to be discussing today. Um, it's also noted, too, um, some background on this, is that um, collecting Yamadori, that's bonsais from nature, uh, is shown in the film that Mr. Miyagi does. And the important quote of Mr. Miyagi was, is that he takes the injured bonsai and he refers it to Daniel's personal life. And he says, Ah, only root of karate comes from Miyagi. Just like bonsai choose own way to grow because root strong, you choose own way to do karate, same reason. Hopefully I said that right. But um, he's basically saying that um, that only the root of his karate comes from Mr. Miyagi and that Daniel in his personal life and his karate life has to choose how he wants to grow. Um, and that's one of the concepts that I wanted to convey to you guys about your personal life. Uh, if you grow up and um, you have your strong parents um, that teach you well, and teachers over the years uh, that teach you well, you should have a strong root as well. Your best of you is still in there, 
okay? And that's one of the things that I refer to in my personal life as well, uh, because as you get older, uh, you make mistakes, and sometimes you feel like you've, you've lost your way. And you have to always remember that your best is still in there, always. So we're not going to go too deep into that today, but um, just wanted to remind you of that concept. Now, how it relates to today's topic is uh, important uh, because, um, you know, he had to provide soil and he had to provide water to make sure that the bonsai continues to grow. And the topic today is water the plants. And it's a dual topic. Okay, so uh, we have the water the plants and give thanks. And I'll uh, tell you how that, uh, how that relates in a little bit. But watering the plants, work topic. Seems like a pretty easy work topic, doesn't it? Okay. Uh, you just uh, you take a hose, you go out there, you put water on the plants, done, right? Um, that's not exactly what we're talking about today. Um, watering the plants, the work task alone is kind of what it says. Uh, make sure that all the plants get enough water not too much water, but not too little water, okay? Um, and also, too, uh, you have to be mindful of what you're doing um, because sometimes uh, you have to know what times of days to water the plants. You have to water them in the early morning or in the evening uh, so that they, um, the flower petals or leaves don't burn up in the hot sun. So sometimes you have to just water uh, underneath and sometimes you water uh, on top of the whole thing. Um, even uh, with me, I know some people have sprinkler systems that take care of this automatically. But remember, I'm kind of a country boy in that respect. And uh, I like to water things on my own. Um, even uh, not just the plants that are in the front yard and the side yard, but also the, um, the grass as well. You have to be mindful that you get enough coverage for all the areas of your, of your, around your house. So uh, being mindful to make sure that you get enough coverage is important. You know, systematically going through uh, different, different sections to make sure that you have covered everything. But that still isn't exactly what we're talking about today. Uh, that still, you know, is a relatively easy task. Um, in fact, uh, that is... Um, my son Xander's job is to water the plants in the morning. You know, being in Florida, uh, things tend to be tend to get pretty hot pretty quick. And if you don't have a lot of water or a lot of rain, uh, especially during the winter months, uh, the dry season, then things can uh, can perish pretty well. Um, but what I'm talking about with the the watering the plants is not just the work tastic alone is not just the watering. I call it the wash and rinse away. Okay. And what I mean by that is this, when you go down to water your plants, you also are nurturing them to grow. So if you see a weed or two or a lot, you have to weed your, your little garden, whether it be a, um, a landscaping in the front yard or uh, boxes in the back that you grow your own uh, vegetables. Um, you have to make sure you weed to clean up all that area, okay? Um, also too, uh, uh, especially around, <laughs> seems like our house lately, we have a lot of spiders that like to make webs between all the plants. So 
You also want to clear all those webs out as well. Um, encourage them to go elsewhere so they're not uh, all in your plants. Um, so when you're watering, you also clear away all the webs as well. You also can clean up the area. Um, like for example, if uh, there was a lot of debris, uh, dirt, or leaves, you can you can use the hose to kind of blow away that back into the uh, flower bed uh, so that it's all tidy. Um, and you have to be kind of detail-orientated. And it's okay to be detail-orientated on things. Um, sometimes uh, people, as they get older, they tend to be a little bit more detail-orientated because they like things a certain way. Uh, but that's good to teach to kids as well, to be mindful. Being mindful is an important aspect of martial arts. Um, to be mindful of just watering the plants and being mindful of cleaning up the area uh, to make sure that things look nice and uh, uh, tidy and, and neat and uh, uh, you know attractive. Uh, I'm trying to think of a better word, uh, but um, to make everything look nice, beautiful. So um, sometimes even too that I trim off the dead leaves and branches, um, kind of just like um, like a bonsai tree. In bonsai trees, a lot of times. Uh, you trim away branches and take away leaves to make the plant look a certain way so it's aesthetically pleasing. I guess that's the word I really wanted to use earlier. Um, but that's what you do. You wash and rinse away. And you can do that with lots of aspects of your life. And um, you can also use that concept of being detail-orientated and mindful in martial arts. Now. Um, there's another movie that I'll go into when I discuss a different topic. I've been saving that for a little time. But the concept of being mindful is used a lot in martial arts to, you know, make sure that you're doing all the details of a punch or kick or block correctly. And there's reasons for doing it. Um, in, in some martial arts, I don't want to bag any other martial arts, but in some martial arts, there's not really a reason except for custom or history to do it a certain way. Um, one of the things about um, our martial art that I do, uh, Choi Kwon Do and Universal Martial Art, is that everything's always made sense uh, scientifically, why we do what we do. You know, we shift back on blocks to diminish the power that someone is trying to punch or kick us with, and then in turn, push off the back foot to weight shift forward to give maximum power into our punches and kicks. And doing the details correctly makes you have an efficient motion, and that efficient motion generates force. And force is great to use when you're trying to defend yourself, because if you give them an adequate amount of force, notice I say adequate amount of force, that's key. You know, it's not excessive use of force but an adequate enough force to solve or diminish or get out of the negative situation, the self-defense situation. That's the thing that I wish more people would adhere to, um, not just in martial arts, but with the use of uh, violence. Uh, they tend to do it too much, and you don't have to do that much. A lot of times in self-defense, it only takes one punch to deter an attacker from continuing to try to attack you. Now, uh, watering the plants, as we said, uh, you know, it's a pretty easy work task. As I, any, any younger kid, just like I have my son do it as a work task, you could have 
your son or daughter do it as a work task as well um, to water the plants. Now, my, my son knows this. He goes and gets the water bucket and he fills it up with the hose and then he walks around and waters all the plants and he pay, pays uh, particular attention to the ones that aren't doing so well. You know, give them a little bit extra water so that they can uh, survive. Um, but as I said, um, you know, helping it to wash and rinse away all of your uh, uh, imperfections or bad things in your life is also a key component. But the second part of our topic today is to give thanks. Now, I said I always want my show to be timeless, so I'd not... Uh, in this time and day, so I'm not going to tell you why. <laughs> I'm sure most of you guys can figure it out that listen to the podcast now as opposed to later. But give thanks. And I thought this would be applicable to say right now, considering that, um, well, I'm already going to say it, I guess. Um, Thanksgiving um, is the time of harvest. So uh, harvest time um, is very much dependent upon uh, water, uh, watering the plants, whether it be corn or uh, vegetables of any kind, or even water for uh, managing um, livestock as well is used uh, and was used by the pilgrims and um, to make a bountiful harvest. So they made sure they used water pretty well. And um, they were very thankful that they had that harvest. Um, and in this uh, topic seems to uh, coincide with this that the concept of giving thanks is to be thankful for the blessings that you have and uh, everybody's heard that before but remembering the past is very important but one of the key things is and one of the things that I've been realizing as I've getting old as I get older is you cannot do anything to change it and that's been a big thing in our country lately. Remembering the past, but remembering that you cannot do anything to change it. The past is the past. Now, sometimes I like to talk about this in terms of martial, uh, not martial arts, but uh, Star Wars and uh, Jedi Knights, um, uh, about, about being mindful of the past. Um, um, but... Um, that's, that's the key concept here is you can be mindful of the past. And that's what, uh, I think that's what, uh, I can't remember, Luke or Yoda or something like that said that. But be mindful of the past. What does it mean to be mindful of the past? Well, first, as I said, you've got you to gotta remember that you can't do anything to change it. But what you can do is you can uh, learn from history. And all you can do is move forward. That's all we can ever do is move forward. Uh, now you can make amends for the past and then continue to try to be, to be better and to do better. So that's what it means to be mindful of the past, that all you can do is move forward. You can make amends for the past, try to, to be better and do better in the future. Now, in doing this uh, remedial work task of the watering the plants the practice for this it's not that physically demanding as we said earlier okay little kids can water the plants okay but um, one of the martial art practices that you can do 
is you can take some light weights or even some of your instruments used to do your gardening, like a shovel or a rake. Um, and what you can do is you can do deadlifts to strengthen your lower back. Now you can do deadlifts in two different ways. You can do them with the straight legs, making sure that you're very uh, cautious. A lot of times I try to make sure that I'm using my legs and my, re and my, my uh, glutes rather than using my lower back too much so that the, uh, the lower back has worked secondary, not too much primary. Um, I like doing my, straight, my uh, deadlifts with slightly bent legs. I think that it, it helps me a little bit more. But I'm also very careful when I do deadlifts. I know a lot of people do them real easily, but I, I, for some reason I have kind of a weak lower back, um, so I try to strengthen it whenever I can. Uh, usually lower backs take uh, a little extra time to heal because that, that small sheen of muscle back there is, um, is not very big, so it takes a little longer for it to heal. So a lot of times I only do lower back exercises twice a week, um, not three times a week, in order for it to, to get a chance to rest. But this is a safe way to strengthen your lower back. And as we talked about previously on some of the other podcasts, the lower back is key in martial arts because um, it helps you to be able to lift your leg higher. The abs help, of course, but the lower back and the abs have to work in concert in order for you to be able to lift your leg high. So if you have good abs, strong abs, like I do a lot of ab exercises, but I don't do enough lower back exercises, I think. Uh, you have to create a balance between those two. So I've been trying to, in class, to do a few more uh, lower back exercises to help balance everything out. Now, here's a fun practice for everyone at home, uh, especially the kids. Um, I, in my videos on my website, I've developed a whole set of uh, what I call spider kicks. Now, spider kicks are a lot of fun. You kind of sit down and then you, you um, lift your hips up off the floor um, using your legs and your arms. Your arms are straight so that you're constantly working your tricep muscle while you're in this position. And then while you're in the spider position, what you do is, is that you do a kick, okay? Now, the most common one that we do in class is the front kick, okay? Now, some of the kids, they kind of lift their legs up and dance around like a dancing spider or like a rock cat or something. And I keep on telling them to be mindful of how they do the kick, to do the front kick exactly the way we do it when we're standing up. Now, this is a great exercise, and you can do 10 kicks with each leg. You can alternate the legs and do 20 kicks total to get yourself a great exercise, okay? Now, I've taken this, this exercise even further. A lot of times I do. Um, uh, I've taken all the, the kind of kicks that you can do in the spider position easily. Uh, side kick doesn't work in the spider position too well, swing kicks like that. But the, um, the heel kick, downward kick, uh, crescent kick, and twisting kick all work in the spider kick format. So if you're a higher rank in our martial art, you can also take those spider kicks and do whatever kick that you want, okay? For example, I was teaching a Zoom class the other day and had kids doing the uh, downward kick as their, uh, is their highest kick right now. So we did uh, spider downward kicks to practice those downward kicks. And that gives you a chance to really see the kick. Um, there's also another practical application of this is that you can actually use that in a fight too. So like for example, um, a lot of times when we do a kick, we plantar flex 
or thrust with our leg and use the support leg and the kick. Well, when you're, if you fall down or you get knocked down to the ground, you can, you can spider kick up to heel kick or front kick someone and uh, really do some damage from a prone fighting perspective. So you can prone fight. Now, you could just lay on the floor, but you don't get as much power unless you use your arms and your legs in the spider position to, in essence, plantar flex. Not really plantar flexing, but to thrust upward or into the person to give more power to your kick. So you can use that for a self-defense aspect as well. So anyways, um, I hope that everyone has, whether you listen to this now or if you listen to this a year from now, that you have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Make sure that you give thanks to everything that you have and all the blessings that you have received. And I look forward to um, our next episode of Karate Kid Master Dojo and um, where we continue to learn martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life, increased productivity, and a better world. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care. Bye-bye.